Welcome to One Man's Opinion, brought to you by the Elite Fantasy, Fantasy Guru, and EliteSportsBetting.com. And now, here's your host, Jeff Manns. All right, welcome in everybody, another episode of the podcast, Sweeping the Nation. It's episode 47, One Man's Opinion. Appreciate you guys downloading, subscribing, commenting, listening into this podcast. It is a passion project of mine. And I appreciate all of your support means a lot to me. I am Jeff Mance. By the way, in case you just stumbled upon this podcast, we mix sports, entertainment, thoughts on life, all that good stuff. And we'll do so over the next 60 minutes. So strap it down. This is going to be a rocky one, folks. A lot to talk about on uh, episode 47. So uh, 47 already. How's it been so many episodes by the way if you don't know who i am i you can find me over at fantasyguru.com playoff fantasy football rankings all things seasonal our fantasy baseball draft guide it is available to you now over there at fantasyguru.com elitefantasy.com for all things daily fantasy sports including my cash game breakdowns during the nfl season during the major league baseball season and the nfl postseason it's just my NFL playoff write-up. That's all it is. And uh, multiple core fours in that article, game-by-game game preview, because the DFS companies like to screw around and couldn't trust them to put together a six-game slate. They have, they want, they're really pushing us toward playing the three-game-only slate on Saturday and Sunday. I don't like that one. So I just want game by game, let you guys decide which ones you want to play. Find me at EliteSportsBetting.com as well. On social media, at Jeff underscore Mans on Twitter, the Jeff Mans on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok. Remember, we are indeed sponsored by Stat Hero. Uh, check out their all-new dashboard, StatHero.com for uh, that. They have great new the first ever DFS sports book, as a matter of fact, you can play the house one-on-one. You can do it for this NFL postseason. You can do it in the NBA as well. And you can do some multipliers where you just uh, bet against their projection and see what comes out better. So it's great stuff over there at stathero.com. They're all new dashboard available on desktop, and they have a great app as well. Uh, but this episode, we got a lot to talk about. So I'm, it's going to be very heavy on the NFL playoffs. I'm going to put it on tape, as I always do, my predictions for uh, the, the playoff run here. We'll talk about some of the super wild card round matchups on today's episode as well. I will get into playoff fantasy leagues and setups and what you have to do with that. Uh, I'll dive into some of that there as well. Also, probably talk a little bit uh, DFS. Uh, if there is time, I want to talk about how were we so successful in DFS during the regular season, how that translates to the postseason, and just give sort of a step-by-step through that as well. So a lot to get to today. I am solo, no guest on the show today. Uh, we've got in the works this month on One Man's Opinion, some really good episodes planned for you, uh, including the one a lot of you have been waiting for. You wondered what happened to EliteFantasy.com, FantasyGuru.com, EliteSportsBetting.com during the pandemic. Why um, did we lose several of our seemingly main content providers over the last year? The real story of Tommy G and, uh, and, and those guys, the founders of the company and what happened with the buyout. Well, uh, me and Rob Brink, the CEO of the Elite Sports Network, he will be on, and we are going to tell all right here on One Man's Opinion in the month of January. So that is one must be downloaded. It's going to probably create a stir, but so be it. It is what it is. So uh, a lot, and obviously we'll have uh, more episodes with more guests coming up this. Uh, if you have any ideas and things, I don't know, I have plenty of fucking ideas. I want what you guys want. I want to know what you guys want to hear, what you guys want me to talk about, comment on things like that. This is your show at the end of the day. I do this for you, believe me. Um, and speaking of which, I'm going to start the show off a, in a very uh, b- probably controversial way. 
I am going to start. I'm going to give my commentary on the uh, what happened this week at the Capitol building in Washington, D.C. You're not going to like it. Okay. I, I don't even know what you're all stand for. I, I don't know, but I know you're probably not going to like it. So you can't skip ahead. If you're one of the sensitive types and if you're ones that, you know, some of you just are going to bitch no matter what, wouldn't matter what I said. Half of you would say, you love it half you would say you hate it or whatever I, I don't know or probably now in my way it's always you hate everything because i don't play your game i don't play the sides you know the, the game you guys like to do like i'm a republican or i'm a democrat yeah i don't play that i don't give a shit i i think you're all fucking stupid i'm sorry but i think you just have to be stupid to just agree with something any human being says, no matter what, and without any kind of independent thought. I just think it's dumb. And I think that's how we get into this fucking mess too. Oh, that's right. Oh, you don't like it. Oh man, don't go political. Fuck you. By the way, don't bother tweeting me at Jeff underscore. Don't bother because what I will do, if you're a regular listener and you're like, yeah, I don't really like it. That's fine. But if I click on your goddamn profile and I see your big Trump America thing or your Biden America thing, I'm going to dismiss whatever you say as nonsense. I think you're fucking stupid. How about that? That's what I think I just do. And I, I really am ashamed of what happened at the Capitol building. And let me tell you of what I, what I think of it. I couldn't really say it. This was happening while I was on the air and I was driving me nuts. I don't mind protests. I, I think if anybody thinks that this country and all of us, I don't care about you know, myself, you, if you think you're a finished product and everything you do is right, well, you're what they call, you're a narcissist and you're an egomaniac and you're wrong. I like all of you we are all works in progress we are all on a journey to betterment somehow some way okay but we don't have the answers donald trump doesn't have the answers joe biden doesn't have the answers these are just men just people that are put in a spot that is for you they are they're just put here in order to sort of run the government and make decisions on our behalf and all that, they don't have the answers. It's fucking nonsense. And what got me so angry, why I'm so angry, the only reason I'm talking about this here on the show today is that I have watched people throw their lives away. I've witnessed it with my eyes. Human beings that have thrown their entire lives away because of whatever, what because of politics, because of thinking that something is, is, I don't know. I don't know what the thought process is. It's mostly Trump people at this point. Um, that's not the, I mean, like, I mean, I, I know that some of you and some people don't like the black lives matter stuff or whatever, which is weird, but whatever, and I don't like the protests either, and I don't, I don't get the, I, I get why, I understand why All Lives Matter is bot, you know, people get pissed at that, but, but the, the, that, that discussion is all just fucking nuanced bullshit, and you all know it, you know it, I know it, we all know it, you know, all, of course All Lives Matter, but that's not the point of BLM, but if you don't get the point of BLM, that's fine, it doesn't matter, you can still, you can not like it, that's, that's, those are choices that are fine, there is no secret society that are holding kids hostages, this QAnon shit is pure trash, I'm not saying that 100% there aren't rule, there aren't things within it that probably are useful, or, or maybe even true, no, but th- there's no secret society. Folks, come on, man. Th- it doesn't exist. No, you don't need an awakening. You need an awakening for your own life. And, and the reason I'm even talking about this is simply because it's absolute. Here's what hurt me. I watched the video of that lady get shot and killed for storming into the Capitol building. And it's absolutely heartbreaking to me. I'm telling you, my heart hurts from it. And 
I went back and I, I looked at her Twitter account and I looked at celebrating New Year's and celebrating Christmas. And I, I wonder where it went wrong, right? She's not a hero. She died like an animal climbing through a broken glass at the Capitol building for what? For what? There was not, guys, there was no, there's no, you weren't doing anything. You're not stopping anything. You know, you want to affect real change. You don't storm the Capitol, right? No, you, you educate yourself, not on, not on the fucking computer, not on, you go to, go to school, get a degree, get a job that affects change. That's how you do it. You don't sit there on your toilet and read some nonsensical website that explains what the Constitution is. For one, so many people, I'm a history. I love fucking history. I love history. Not even know history. I, I, nobody talks history. All of a sudden, you're talking about John Adams in 1812. None of you fuckers know it. Stop. Stop lying to yourself. Stop lying. You're not interested. I try to talk history to people. Nobody wants to talk about it. Um but anyway, back to the, the lady that gave her life. I know her name's Ashley. Uh, I don't have the, I, I'm not looking it up. I, I'm not going, I'm not even on the computer right now. I, I'm talking from the heart. Um, and I know I'm going to bother people. I know you're going to get pissed off because you don't want to hear the truth. But I hope all of you folks, whether you follow QAnon or Trump or Biden or BLM or what, whatever it is, Antifa, all these things, for one, don't start with me. I don't, I don't, don't try to explain it to me. I don't want to know. I don't care. I'm not doing it. And that because I don't know and don't care, don't think that I'm not smart. No, 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 no. Jeff Mans is great. I'm, I'm in good. Sh- I have everything. I have everything going for me. Don't worry about me. I don't need to be enlightened or woken up. I don't need that shit. My life is fine. It's going to be fine. Nothing you or your fucking organization is ever going to change that. You can't get in my way. You can't stop me, period. Don't try. And you're not going to distract me. And I, I, I don't say that to be cocky and mean. I say that for all of you. I hope none of you go down those roads. I, you could, I, I believe in stuff and I, I have my belief systems and my religious beliefs. And I've explained them on this podcast before I have feelings about things and, you know, but I, you can't let it control your life. That lady lit her love of a politician and some sort of weird organization that thinks there's secretly a society of kids being molested and they, like that's that's all i mean it's such a horrific promise it doesn't exist it just doesn't there aren't lizard people like come on and, and I, you would think that's ridiculous to say but i watch one of my best friends go down this road and throw his entire life away i i it happened in front of my face i sat there while he tried to explain to me how i'm not woke and, and i need to wake up and the revolution and, and i just i can't believe it i i just can't believe somebody I knew would throw the his world away because of it. But it's what it did. And thank God he didn't storm the Capitol and get shot. Because this lady left behind kids and a husband and a family. And like four hours later, they just voted, re-voted, and they, they swept up her blood. Think about it. They swept her blood off the floor went and did the job and nothing she did mattered at all. And nobody will ever care or remember. It's a horrible way to die. Tragic. She had the life in front of her. You could love a politician. You could vote and you could live by that credo or whatever. That's cool. I don't, I don't have a problem with you doing that. I don't care. It's wonderful. I do care. I shouldn't say I don't care. I do care. I want you. I, I want you to be happy. Every one of you. I talked about in the Sirius XM show uh, the other day, and I mean it. Like I've and go back and listen to my podcast about depression. I suffer from that. My my mother manic depressive. Uh, my family has grown up with with us. Just a way about them that always everything's always negative and everything. They're the kind of people I grew up with. People that would fall for this shit, 
that would fall for to be a part of an organization where you think you're saving children from being harmed. It's a noble cause, but it's fake and it's lies. Right? It's not, you have a job to you and your family, right? And and again, if you want to run for office, if you want to affect change, go get educated, but you have to do it the right way. Storming places and protesting doesn't do shit. You don't get recognition. You, You get... You know, everybody, everybody has a video of them on the Internet. It's not noble. It's not fun. You're not popular. You're not important. And that's the problem with people my age, because we didn't grow up with this. We think that, oh, my God, my voice is on this. My name's on the news. I'm I'm popular. No, you're not. Everybody is. Everybody's. It's not a noble cause anymore. You owe your family. You owe fuck your family. Fuck everything. You owe yourself better. Don't go down these roads. Affect change. Impact the world. Great. But do it the right way. Get educated. Real education. You can't fake things. Stop faking things. Stop believing there's a shortcut. Don't bullshit me either. Don't bullshit me on the fact that you, you you're not reading a website. You could read a billion, billion pages of QNAR. Go ahead. Read a billion pages of QNAP. Go ahead. You're not smarter. Go read textbooks. Get a degree. Confirm how smart you are. If you're not being tested, you're not smart. I'm not smart. I have a bachelor's degree. That's it. Computer science, not even anything that I do for a living. Matters nothing. Right? Go and do it the proper way. Then use that degree the right way. Go use it to get into run for office or lead a company or start a company or do something. Bitching on the internet's not a company. It's not a brand. It's not woke. It's not enlightening the world. You're just going to end up as somebody whose blood is swept away and who gets paved right over the very next day. It's one of the saddest things I've ever seen in my life. It really is. It's so unfortunate. Decide to be happy. We all want to be part of a group. We want, that's why cult leaders are there and politicians and religion and, and sports fans for that matter. Same fucking thing. Same thing. You tie yourself to an organization thinking, and then I, I hear you, you bitch at me about, oh, we, Eagles fans, we, we want a better this. We want, to, you're not part of it. Stop thinking you're part of it. If you're part of it, you'll be paid for it. If a political party pays you, then you're part of it. If a sports team pays you, you're a part of it. If a company pays you, you're a part of it. If you have to pay for any one of those three, you're not a part of it. They don't don't value you. They don't care about you. You need to start caring about yourselves. It's fine to identify as whatever. Man, woman. Don't be, by the way, don't be, why are everybody so threatened? Why are you so threatened? Because uh, do I think the A woman, whatever that was, is stupid? God damn, yes. Dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. Amen and woman. That's the dumbest fucking shit in the world. Not because anything wrong with women. It's just a dumb fucking thing to say. Because amen doesn't mean men or man. It's just dumb. Can't we just declare this is dumb? We can do it, but then you're going to get canceled. I'm not worried about being canceled. Not for the podcast, that's for damn sure. There'll be those of you will try. I know you're coming after me. I, I know it. I know it. There's no mistake here. I'm ready. Let's go. But you're not going to take me out. There's nothing that you can do. The only person that can derail me is me. And it should be the same with each one of you. The person that's most responsible for your well-being is you. I said it during the election season, and I mean it. I don't – I um, I grew up with Reagan and George Bush, and then Clinton was the president. And by Clinton's years, I got – Bill Clinton, I got – I was an adult – you know, and I used to think, oh, because my parents said this and other people in my neighborhood said that, that 
oh, fuck Bill Clinton. And, you know, uh, I can't do anything. And my life's going to suck because, and I I really believed it throughout his president, George Bush. Oh my God, you know, this is going to save the world. This will be better. And and then it didn't really work out. Then it started to work out. I eventually, by middle of George Bush, I realized it didn't matter who the fucking president was. I don't care who's in Congress. I don't want a handout. I didn't get a stimulus check. I'll never get a stimulus check. Why? I'm too busy winning, too busy making money. And and not just from fantasy. You guys think I'm just this fantasy guy. I sold a company at General Electric back in 2003, a company I built with my hands in my garage. I built it. Nobody else. Graduated. I worked a full-time job and built a company that I sold off. Nobody will stop me. You want to cancel me from shit? Fine. I'm just going to go somewhere else and succeed at something else. It won't matter. And that's what you should do. That's what you all should strive to be. We all should be. It doesn't matter. It's not worth your life. You get one shot at this life, man. There's no better. I don't know what you think. There's no 20 virgins waiting for you. Like the people that crash into the, uh, the Twin Towers. It doesn't exist. Sorry to burst that bubble, but it doesn't. Nobody who's storming a Capitol building is going to heaven. If you believe in that shit, I don't, but if you do, you're not going, you wouldn't go. For what? You don't have any, you don't know anything. Stop trying to be that, be some sort of fucking prophet. You're not, it's not worth dying for. That stuff you leave on the sideline, believe in what you want, love the people you want, Trump, Biden, fucking politicians, whatever, do it. I'm not telling you not to. Just don't go storming buildings. What are you doing? Be better than that. Affect change in different ways. You're not tough enough. You're not beating cops, militia. You're definitely not beating the United States military. You're not beating them. Stop it. The the U.S. is allies. Even if, let's say you thought you were tough enough with your fucking slingshot to storm the goddamn Capitol building. You know, one person makes one phone call and you've got freaking Canada and the UK and France and Italy and all these other comp- uh, countries that will send in their troops, Paris trooping in. Think you got enough? For- you don't have enough. Stop it. Worry about your house. Clean your house. Clean the bathroom. Put some music on. Do something. Chill the hell out. Support who you want to support, but do it from a goddamn distance. It's just stupid. It's just absolutely confounding to me that somebody would throw their life away. It's sad. It's just impossibly sad. Impossibly sad because nobody will ever care. And you may light a candle once a year. Maybe you do. Maybe you do. Oh, maybe that's what you, that won't, that doesn't matter. Her life was better than that. Her life meant more than that. Even with ill-fated thoughts or following crazy shit. Right? Again, I can tell you a story, you know, about friends of mine that have thrown their life away with this Q bullshit. None of it's real. You, you, you don't need to explain to me. It's not real. You know it. I know. We all know it. It's just something for you to glob onto to feel important. But I will, Jeff Mans will tell you, you're important regardless. You're better than this. You're better that your, your life means more. To me, to, to society, to the world. There are people out there just like you that are looking for the same kinds of things to belong, to feel important, to be happy. We all be long. I figured out the meaning of life years ago. It's happiness. That's all it is. Everything we do is about happiness. We get limited time on this earth to achieve that. But you, it doesn't come naturally. It's not happiness. Isn't a God-given right? It's not a country right. You can go and storm Capitol buildings and have your favorite politician voted in every single time, and you could. But you're never going to be happy. It's never going to change you. You know, I'll tell you again. Uh, the people that thought I, you know, Obama, you thought, oh, there was change. There was 
you know, that was different. And having a minority in the White House is a great thing. Uh, I, I personally thought it was a great thing. Oh, yeah. You know, right wingers don't like that either. Ooh, you're lefty. I'm not a lefty. Fuck you. you. You fucking don't know me at all. But I thought that was good. Nothing changed. Obama didn't do shit. He didn't do shit. You know, nothing changed. And for those of you who are, are crazy Trump people, too, what he's had four years. Where's the change? Where's the difference? Nothing happened. Don't tell me he needed another four years to do it. Don't tell me other people got in his way. And if you want to play that game, yeah, well, that's what happens. They got in Obama's way. They got in Trump's way. They'll get in Biden's way. Whoever the fuck's next, they'll get in his way. They'll get in that way. They'll get in that. It'll always happen. So what are you going to do? You're going to spend your whole life tweeting about it, posting Facebook messages, wasting your life? You're going to storm the Capitol, get shot like a dog? Nah, you're better than that. All of you, all of us, we're all better. We deserve more. That's it. I'll move on. I know. I'll bring your dog. Don't even bother with your bullshit, angry messages. It's not going to sway me. I'm not affected. Don't try to feel, I wonder Mance is a Trump guy. Mance is a Biden guy. Fuck, you don't know because I don't know. I'm not either. I said, I'm a Jeff Mance guy. I worry about myself, my family. Nothing gets away of me, my family. Nothing. Wouldn't matter. I don't care if there's a goddamn space overlord that crashes down their center of middle fucking earth and sets up shop. Doesn't affect me at all. Will I have to adapt? Will I learn a new language? Maybe. But I will always do what I have to do. That's it. I, I don't subscribe. Nobody just tell. Nobody is a, tells me blanket. Well, this is what you believe, and this is what you do. No, no religion, no politics, no cult, no person, my family. Nobody tells me what to think or feel or believe, except me. And that's how all of you should be. Do well by each other. Don't let each other get shot for no good reason. Don't waste your time tweeting. You want to make a change, make a change, but it's not online. It's in real fucking life. There you go. Get into my playoff uh, predictions here for the 2020 season. That's a nice little uh, transition, isn't it? Uh, First of all, playoff fantasy football leagues are going on. Let me talk about some of the different variations Uh, the elite sports fantasy football league. Uh, Man, we are just about full up at this point. Hit me up at Jeff underscore man's specifically hit me and Ted at Ted Schuster. Ted is the commissioner of the elite sports playoff fantasy football league. It is a one and done format. What does that mean? One and done means you could, this is my favorite type of playoff league, by the way, you get to use any player once until their team is eliminated. Meaning if you want to use Patrick Mahomes, you don't use them this week because they're off, right? They're the one bye week, but you could use them next week in the divisional round. But once you use them, even if the chiefs advance, you don't have him. He's not possible for you anymore. You see, use every player once. If you really want to use Derrick Henry, but you're saving him because maybe he'll be, you know, maybe he gets to play the, um, the Bills or something in, let's say, Cleveland beats Pittsburgh or something and Tennessee wins and then they play the Bills. Maybe, maybe that's what you do. Maybe that if you save up and say, all right, I'm not using Derrick Henry this week. Well, fine. But if they do get eliminated, you can't use them. He's off the table. So that's what a one and done league is. You could set it up any way you want. Myfantasyleague.com is where you go if you're interested in setting up that. I think they call it their contest format. It, it's a lot of fun. I, I like it. Total points wins the league. You go from now all the way through the Super Bowl. And then you also, uh, the best way to build that lineup is to pl- fill out your playoff bracket. Fill out your playoff bracket first, no matter what playoff fantasy football league you do because that's really what matters it's it's different than a seasonal league in a seasonal league you go into your draft knowing every player all the teams are going to play 16 games 256 total games you you know what that you know what's happening in a playoff league you don't know that You, you go into it hoping oh i hope the chiefs win hope they play three games 
um, Baltimore or uh, New Orleans. They could play four games because they play in the first round. So volume matters. If, if a team plays Saturday or Sunday this week, the, the wild card round, and they go all the way to the Super Bowl, they're playing four games. That's four games of production from one player if you get to hold them more once and the one and done. You know what I mean? But you have to fill that out first so you know when's the right time to use it, what's the right matchups. Without that, you're dead in the water. You just think, you think oh, we're going to draft the number one running back, Derrick Henry. No, because if he loses to Baltimore, which is very possible, it's over. What, I would rather have fucking James Conner or uh, Devin Singletary than Derrick Henry if I think the Bills are going to go all the way to the AFC Championship game. Three games to one? Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that over the one game anytime. So that's why you have to do it that way. Other leagues is a standard league. Do a full draft just like you would in a normal fantasy football league. Remember, you those leagues should only be between six and ten teams at the most. Really, eight is kind of the nuts when it comes to a standard playoff league. If you start getting into 12-team leagues, it just winds down. The player pool gets too, you know, desolate. It really does. And that becomes more of a luck thing because whoever has the third wide receiver on the sixth seed that happens to play three games will wind up being better. It just thins out the pool too much. So strongly recommend between six and 10 in those type of leagues. That's a regular scoring total points. Still all playoff fantasy football league should be in a total points variety. The fantasy football players championship. They have a really good setup. Uh, it's called their playoff challenge. It's $200 per team, $500,000 top prize for the winner. Takes a lot to get there. You draft t- 12 players, one from each NFL team, one quarterback, two running backs, one or uh, two tight end or two wide receivers, one tight end, four flex, one kicker, one defense. So that's 12, one quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, one tight end, one kicker, one defense, four flex. It could be any running back, receiver, or tight end. So I like that. Draft one from each team. And that way, you know, the Chiefs you think are going to make it. Well, do you go Mahomes? Do you go Kelsey? Tyreek would be different. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire would be way contrarian. You know, and it, it gives you it's a you know, sort of a daily environment but in a seasonal um in the four rounds of the the nfl playoffs uh you know get your your points that way uh the nffc national fantasy football championship has a hold'em style which is the exact same as the ffpc but the wrinkle there is that you have one per nfl team but they have a waiver period every week they run waivers and you could add in the first round you could have one player full per team in the second round, you could have two players per team. Third round, three. Fourth round, four. See what I'm saying? So a little bit different right there when it comes to uh, filling out your roster and that one you have to pay attention and run your waivers every single week. So those are the traditional styles of playoff fantasy football, or you could play straight DFS. I've got the DFS NFL write-up over there at the elitefantasy.com. Should be up as you're listening to this, as a matter of fact. So um, that's where to go for that. I went game by game on that as well. So, uh, yeah, so, so that is that. As a matter of fact, so those are the standard – um, types of playoff fantasy football leagues. The first thing to do is to p- fill out your bracket. I'll talk about my bracket right now. Here's my official playoff in playoff bracket. Um, I'll start, I'll go in order playoff weeks. I think Buffalo beats Indianapolis uh, coming up this week. Um, that one's going to be a tougher game than we think. I, I really love what the bills have done. Obviously um, this game to me is all about the big pass play. Buffalo second in the NFL in passing yards per attempt, sixth in the NFL passing yards per completion, third in total passing yards this year. It's wild that that's the Bills' offense, but it is what it is. And um, the, on you know, conversely, the Colts uh, are a defense that give up the twentieth uh, in passing yards allowed. And have given up the ninth most passing plays of 20 yards plus. Those are called explosive or big plays. So 
Colts secondary, we know, has a real issue there. Um, and, and I think that's that's the big advantage and ultimately why the Bills will pass up the Colts. Colts, though, have an advantage on the ground. Uh, their offensive line, in my model, has the best matchup against the Bills' front seven uh, of this week's games. But ultimately, I have the Bills pulling it out. The uh, Rams and Seattle game, that's the second game on Saturday. Obviously, we have to monitor what's going on. I still don't know, right, as we're recording this on Thursday, no idea what's happening with Jared Goff. Cam Akers will play. Cooper Cup is going to play. But Goff is still questionable. Um, I have Seattle winning this game. I think Seattle at home is a different animal, even without the 12th man necessarily. Russell Wilson struggled against the Rams. There's no question about that, but it'll be a run-heavy approach. Russ always does enough to get over. I think there is a strong correlation from the Seahawks, how terrible, tragically bad their defense was in the first 10 weeks of this season to how much better they got the last six weeks of the season and how the offense or how much worse the offense got and how much better their defense got. And that just speaks to what Russell Wilson does. It's frustrating. Russell Wilson does enough. He wins games. He's not, even though his fantasy numbers, best fantasy quarterback over the last five years in total points, cumulative, right? Number one, even though that's true, he doesn't, there's not a lot of gravy. It's not a lot of extra. He does what it takes to win. So I'm not going to bet against him. I, I think Seattle wins that game. Uh, the late game, Tampa versus Washington. There's no way on earth that the NFL is going to let Tom Brady lose this game. No freaking way, right? It, it's not. Mike Evans should be good to go here. Uh, the weakness to the Washington defense is the quick passing game. And I think that's where Tom Brady is really the maestro. He's going pepper targets on the interior. Look at that matchup between Chris Godwin on the inside and Jimmy Moreland, the the slot corner for the Washington potatoes. I think that's where this game is won. I think Antonio Brown, Mike Evans would be the goal line guy. That's really where it will be won. Short, quick passes. Don't let Chase Young, Montez Sweat, and the, the boys get to the Tom Brady and if they do, they'll be called for a penalty anyway because NFL doesn't want it. Ultimately, Washington doesn't have anything on offense. They have nothing. There's nothing there, right? I mean, uh, um, they are – you can attack them deep with deep passing game, but you don't have a quarterback, Alex Smith and maybe Taylor Heinke. Maybe they swap in and out. Terry McLaurin, your best threat, is going to be bracket coverage, and he's banged up as well. So if you're looking from a fantasy standpoint, the one intriguing player here is J.D. McKissick. He most targets, second most receptions amongst running backs this year, and the uh, Tampa Bay gave up the second most targets and the most receptions to running backs. So McKissick's the guy if I'm targeting a DFS play, but ultimately Tampa wins that ball game. The early game on Sunday is the best. Uh, I can't believe this wasn't a primetime game. Baltimore and Tennessee so many angles with this game. Tennessee's won the last two, understood, including playoff win last year at Baltimore. Going this time it's in Tennessee. I think Baltimore finally gets them. All right, I think they do it via the big pass down the field. Marquise Hollywood Brown against these corners. uh, Adoree Jackson, Malcolm Brown, both banged up. Both cannot play with their backs to the football. They need to push the ball down the field. The Ravens are going to have to – Ravens need to run to the edges away from Jeffrey Simmons. That includes Lamar Jackson. And then big play action passes down the field, freeze the safety, get Malcolm Brown and or Dory Jackson one-on-one with Marquise Brown or DuVernay or even Des Bryant and then make that big play down the field. I think they do it. I think this is – I think Baltimore finally gets to this Tennessee team. Uh, t- from a Tennessee standpoint, we know that the threat that Derrick Henry is. 2,000-yard uh, rusher, yada, yada, yada. Rushed 58 times for 328 
yards, 46.5 fantasy points in the last two years against the Ravens. That's crazy. Baltimore's going to be geared up. They're going to stuff that box, make Ryan Tannehill beat him. And I think the Baltimore secondary is good enough this year that I don't think Ryan Tannehill can beat them. So I think they get – this is the game – if I'm least confident in, if I did a confidence pool, this would be the number one. I do not like it. But uh, I think Baltimore moves on as the fifth seed. Uh, second game, Chicago versus New Orleans. I don't see this one being very close. Looks like New Orleans going to get Kamara and Michael Thomas back. The Bears just don't have any offense whatsoever. They just don't. So New Orleans will win this game pretty easily as well. And then the final game, Pittsburgh versus Cleveland. I think this one will be – Uh, relatively lopsided as well. Listen, I love my baby Browns. I really do. But they barely beat Pittsburgh with their backup quarterback, backup third string running back, no center, three top defenders out. Like, nah, Pittsburgh will beat them. Uh, Especially at Pittsburgh, this this won't be that close. Uh, Cleveland will need to run the ball to stay in the game and slow down the Pittsburgh offense. But Roethlisberger coming off you know, a couple of weeks now of rest, two weeks of rest, full complement of wide receivers, Deontay Juju and Chase Claypool. That's too much for the Cleveland secondary. That's really struggled. And Cleveland, when if you get them in a close game and they control with the line of scrimmage, that's a good recipe for Cleveland Browns. But that's not – they're going to have to come from behind, and that's – No chance for Cleveland. Pittsburgh moves on. So second round, Kansas City versus Baltimore. Pittsburgh at Buffalo in the AFC. Green Bay versus Tampa Bay in the one versus five seed in the NFC. The Saints and Seahawks uh, out there in New Orleans as well. I'll start there. I think the Saints move on. Seattle's secondary, uh, even though Jamal Adams is uh, technically a safety, he plays more of a linebacker role in this defense. It's a good role for him to play. It stops the run, and it helps the pass rush. He had like eight or nine sacks this year, Jamal Adams, as a safety, which is crazy. But that's New Orleans is well-equipped for that. Quick passes. Alvin Kamara, Jared Cook, Michael Thomas being back, Emmanuel Sanders, too many weapons for Drew Brees. The Saints will move on to the NFC Championship game. Green Bay versus Tampa Bay. This is one of those upsets. I think Tampa Bay takes it. Something about it. NFL wanting Tom Brady to move on. And um, Bruce Arians has good coaching history against Aaron Rodgers. Even though Rodgers put up numbers against him, they've been able to get the better of him a couple of times in his career. And uh, ultimately, I think Green Bay shows some rust coming out of the gate. They don't stick with the running game as much as they want, or they should, I should say. And Tampa Bay can slow the running game down enough and rely on uh, on passing. Tampa also has the equipment to bracket Devontae Adams. Can't stop him. There's nothing you can do but slowing him down. A Carlton Davis, who by the time these two teams play, will be back to full health. And uh, I, I think that they take him. I, I do. I think they have enough weapons to outscore Green Bay in Green Bay. So it's New Orleans, Tampa Bay in the NFC Championship game. In the AFC, whoo, man, Tennessee, Baltimore, if either one of these teams play Kansas City, I think it's going to be a real tough game. I have the Baltimore Ravens playing them this this time around. Ultimately, just too much firepower for Kansas City. I don't think Kansas City is going to get overconfident, not as long as Andy Reid and, and Patrick Mahomes. They're too humble too humble of people to to believe their own hype or bullshit. So I think Kansas City moves on to the AFC Championship game uh, against Baltimore. You know, that's one where that's where the the Kansas City secondary if Baltimore needs to do that long passing game, if you try to run against Kansas City, they'll run all day. It's fine. You can run and then they'll stop you in the red zone and you'll kick field goals and then Kansas City will get the ball and they'll come back and score touchdowns. That's what they want. They want you to Right, that's what they want you to do, and if you do try to throw deep on them, you got Tyron Matthew patrolling the the uh, defensive backfield that's just waiting to pick you off, especially if you're inaccurate like Lamar Jackson. Steelers, Bills, Bills will destroy Pittsburgh. It is a much tougher matchup for the Buffalo Bills against the Indianapolis Colts than their second round matchup against Pittsburgh Steelers will be. Steelers just don't have enough 
on defense anymore. Losing three linebackers has hurt um, their offense. They can't run the ball, which is what you have to do against Buffalo. You have to throw the ball. Good luck doing that. Uh, you try to throw the ball uh, against Tredavious White and um, Levi Wallace and Micah Hyde, and you're going to get yourself in a lot of trouble. That's just it's not a good, not a good recipe. Terrible matchup for Pittsburgh. Buffalo moves on. So Buffalo versus Kansas City in the AFC Championship game. And I've said it several times this week. The toughest matchup that the Chiefs will have is the Buffalo Bills. Why? They're young. They're hungry. They have the eye of the tiger. They are what the Chiefs were last year. Josh Allen playing at a very high level. They have changed their entire offense. They don't need to run the football. They can score with Kansas City, which is absolutely amazing, something I never in a million years would have uh, would have said a year ago, right? But that's where we're at with the Buffalo Bills. That's what this offense is. The, the Bills were second in points, second in yards this season. The Chiefs were sixth only in points. They were first in yard total yards. But the Bills can can do it, and they they don't need just the deep passing game, which they're capable of. They have role players like Isaiah McKenzie and Gabriel Davis. We know that Stephon Diggs, Dawson Knox is. It's a weapon that they haven't even used. And then Josh Allen running the football, Singletary out of the backfield, and Zach Moss in short yardage. This is a good offense. And matchup nightmares for the Kansas City Chiefs. With that being said, (laughs) I officially have the Chiefs moving on to Super Bowl 55. I should have been bold. I should have. I could have, would have, should have, but I'm not doing it. I'm going to give you what my model suggests and what I have and Kansas City's ability to score, even when down two touchdowns, three touchdowns, even when things don't go their way, the fact that they could march 80 yards down the field in under a minute, it's too difficult. Too much has to go right for anybody to beat them. It can happen, but I just don't see it happening. So they advanced to Super Bowl 55 in the NFC, a lot more wide open. Tampa Bay and New Orleans, this is uh, – NFL's dream, Tom Brady versus Drew Brees. One of these guys could go out on top if they advance the Super Bowl. I'll say it. I think it's going to be the New Orleans Saints. I think the Saints get there, represent the NFC. They've had the best team in the NFC for the last four years now. What the Saints, to show you how good the Saints are, to lose Drew Brees, to lose Michael Thomas, to not have Alvin Kamara, and they just keep winning. The only thing that's kept this team out of the Super Bowl the last few years is their head coach, Sean Payton. Gimmicks, Taysom Hill, Tommy Lee Lewis, all this bullshit that they bring out in the playoffs year after year after year. That's what's done it to them. That's what's hurt the New Orleans Saints. I think this is the year they advance without it. Too much on the line. And Drew Brees, no, this is the last hurrah for Drew Brees. Getting Thomas back, getting Kamara back. It, it's just, This defense is absolutely stellar, right? Absolutely stellar. Terrific against the run, which is uh, you know big against Seattle, big against, um, uh, obviously, the Chicago Bears in their, their first-round matchup. And then in the secondary, they've got playmakers, uh, Malcolm Jenkins is a huge addition. It's why you bring in a safety like that for these types of games. So the Stefan Diggs loss against the, uh, in the divisional round three years ago, that whole miracle play that doesn't happen when Malcolm Jenkins is on the field, right? That's why you go get him. That that's type of staple. It's what the new Orleans saints have. So I have the chiefs and saints in the super bowl. Unfortunately, I go the chalk. I, they, I just don't think anybody beats the Kansas city chiefs this year. I really don't. And uh, the Chiefs win Super Bowl 55. So that's where I stand there. And uh, with, with those um, predictions, that's, uh, you know, that's why my rankings over at Fantasy Guru are what they are. And that's where, you know, why I have certain players. You know, I have a lot of Saints up there. Love the Kansas City Chiefs. If you're looking for that deep sleeper, in your playoff fantasy football leagues, I tell you, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire talked about it on the SiriusXM show all week. 
Damian Williams has played five postseason games with the Kansas City Chiefs over last year, including three in winning Super in, in route to winning Super Bowl Fifty Four. He has scored scored ten touchdowns in those two seasons in those ten games or um, in those five games. Two touchdowns per game. You're telling me Edwards Hilaire ain't worth it? Had a hip injury that's not even a factor. High ankle sprain, they say. I don't, everything I'm reading isn't, it's not even a high ankle sprain. So, and he's rested the last three weeks, almost a month off for Edwards Hilaire by the time he gets on the field. So that's just a real big deal. That's a real big deal to me. And uh, he's going to be a force. So while everybody's going, getting Mahomes and Kelsey and Tyreek, and rightfully so, listen, those are, you know, those are very, very good guys to have for the playoff run. If you miss out or if you get, let's say, Kelsey and Hilaire, I think you got the nuts. I think you got the nuts of, of the Kansas City offense through the playoffs because that's what Andy Reid does and that's what Patrick Mahomes does. Rely on that running back. Short passes, in around the goal line, running the ball, building the lead, sitting on the football. You don't want to miss out right there. Um, on the New Orleans side, I mean – don't forget about Michael Thomas. We all know Alvin Kamara is great. I think there's a couple good matchups against New Orleans and even Seattle here, uh, or Tampa Bay, I'm sorry, in the championship game for Jared Cook. There's a sneaky little play there for Jared Cook if you're looking uh, in the later rounds or if you want to be a little bit contrarian in your uh, roster builds for the uh, playoff league formats. So uh, that's where I'm at right there. When we talk about the uh, um, DFS, talk about that. I'll discuss the uh, the write up over there at EliteFantasy.com. As a matter of fact, so I mean, it was an amazing season for us in DFS. Um, the not the most money we've ever made. The only reason it wasn't the most money is that one year we won a hundred thousand dollars. The other year we won two hundred fifty thousand dollars. So, like in one contest, that sways you know how profitable. But this is the most consistent winning we've ever done in DFS NFL. We've never had, we've never not had a profit. I've never had a losing season betting or playing DFS NFL for football. Never, it's never happened. Will it happen someday? I'm sure it will. <laughs> I'm sure, but it hasn't happened yet. How do we do it? That's something people ask all the time and you know the formula is because you had to sit through some i don't think i talked politics but you guys are going to claim i talked politics uh in the beginning you uh because i'll give you some i'll give you something really important going into 2021 for all your dfs players everybody's stuck with me on this episode specifically quarterback spot most important spot there was in 2020. You can't miss. It's not saying you can't pay down. You can, but you can't miss there. You can't just take, we paid down once for Trubisky. We, you know, a couple of times we would pay down for lesser quarterbacks, but we never missed on it because you can't, it has to be a sure thing at a lower price. So you can't just take a lesser guide to pay up somewhere else. Like at other positions, Running back, receiver specifically, you can do that. Quarterback, you can't. Don't miss your quarterback. That's why we invented the only Watson or always Watson because Deshaun Watson was our most used quarterback in cash games, and the guy was an absolute beast. So don't miss on your quarterback. Pay up all the way if you have to. Always get the runners. We use Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson, a ton this year, an absolute ton and DFS and they came through smelling like a rose. It was a phenomenal year. And um, whenever we did pay down, I mean, um, I'm looking here, we have, you know, Trubisky was the, the more notable uh, guy that we paid down for, but uh, Russell Wilson, we used, especially during, during his real high uh, time, didn't use Josh Allen hardly at all this year. Never in cash. As a matter of fact, never used Allen. That's, And again, Allen was the breakout quarterback of the year, the highest scoring quarterback of the year, and didn't use him. But used Mahomes, used Murray, used Watson, used Wilson, paid down, used Justin Herbert, we used him. 
Matt Ryan one week, which actually we won, but it was a shitty week. Uh, and that Matt Ryan, which is bad use, Cam Newton. How about that shit? Uh, and then Mitch Trubisky. So, again, can't miss on the quarterback. Running backs, uh, you always look for the value. Always look for the value. Chalky value in cash games is the way to go. You look assess when you see a value like last week, I made a mistake in week 17 where I, I knew Alexander Madison was the better player, better system, everything. And I went against my own style and bought into bad chalk, which was Ty Montgomery. Montgomery didn't do bad. It's just the right play was Madison. I knew it and I buckled and didn't do it. And that was a fault of mine. Don't do that. Don't succumb to that pressure. All right, just don't do it. You'll be so much better off. Value running value running backs are really where it's at. That unlocks, that makes everything easier for you. Uh, during the course of the season, some of those values that we hit on, um, remember DeAndre Swift week, Joe Mixon week, I had Nick Chubb uh, a couple of, of different times when he was under-owned. Jonathan Taylor, when everybody hated him, we loved it. David Montgomery, we rode for a couple of weeks. We rode his price up. Right. So those values, the Jeff Wilson weeks, the Raheem Mostert week, um, we had Austin Eckler week here at a value. J.K. Dobbins, we rode for a couple of weeks. Miles Sanders, one hit, one missed with Miles Sanders. So those once good slash great players fall down in people's eyes and their salaries fall down, you pound and then they get a great matchup. That's when you pounce on them. Right, that's one of your running back spots. The other running back spots pay up for. We did use Camaro several times. We did we we used Derrick Henry a ton. We used Dalvin Cook a ton in DFS this year. Oh, James Robinson, another guy we used a lot. Wow, we used James Robinson quite a bit, especially early on in the season because he was a ball hog, a feature running back for a you know value price and eventually a mid tier price. Mike Davis, holy shit. Mike Davis several times, um, specifically on DraftKings, it looks like. So again, those values, you know, let the game come to you. Don't decide I have to use this player. I have to use that player. Oh my God, I can't live if I don't use Aaron Jones or Kamara or Cook or Henry. No, yes, you can. Let the salaries determine it. And if pay up for the best running back, that's fine. As long as they're not over 10K. Once they get to 10K, pretty much have to start fading them, okay? And then get the best value guy. Guy who's going to touch the ball the most in the best matchup. Wide receivers, pay for the obvious, Devontae Adams. Uh, if you have to pay for that, pay for it. We know the targets are going to be there. In a, but only pay up for Adams, Hill, Tyreek, Stephon Diggs, Ridley. Only do that. DK Metcalf, another guy we had a lot of ownership of. The only pay up though, when the game is going to be back and forth. If Green Bay against Detroit isn't, it's the matchup that you you dream about. You you love to see it, but it's not good for Devonte Adams. If he doesn't get early production, then he loses production. Now he crushed Detroit this year. Um, you know, he, he absolutely, uh, although I'll say he crushed him in their second matchup for 115 yards on 10, um, 10 carry or, uh, 10 or seven catches for 115, but their first meeting, he had three for 36, the worst game of the year against Detroit, which was the best matchup. So you need the game because Detroit wasn't competitive in those ball games. That's what you need. If they're not competitive games, if they're going to be lopsided, if the matchup is too great for the wide receiver, don't pay up. Otherwise, live at the mid-tier. There's a lot of value. Target rate, target per, or, or, um, target share is what you need to be looking at. That's where if you get a high target share player in a neutral to good matchup for a mid-tier price, that's where you want to live. That's where you want to be at the wide receiver position. You could use all three of your spots for that. You could pay one, go up to Adams, but have a value guy like a Nelson Aguilar or somebody saw that. The guy we owned the most in cash was Deontay Johnson. 
this year. We rode Deontay all season long. We used Adams quite a bit here, but um, Deontay Johnson was our guy. That's uh, Marvin Jones, a premium player for a in a very in a mid tier and value position most of the season, which is just crazy. These are top twenty wide receivers. Keenan Allen used a ton. Allen Robinson used a ton. DK Metcalf used a ton too. Everyone knows that. Um, and uh, he didn't do jack the last couple of weeks of the season, but uh, and then Calvin Ridley. You know, we rode them in the middle in the beginning of the season. Ridley and DK were guys we we're getting at the mid tier pricing range, and uh, got them in the third, fourth, fifth round in seasonal. Those are guys we led to championships, and we led to wins in DFS. So. You know, pay up for the obvious where you have to balance it out with a value receiver to afford that premium option. And then in the mid tier, get that target rate, get that target share for his team in a game with a positive game script for the passing. So if I'm Allen Robinson's the perfect example, he is in the mid tier a lot, but he is sixth highest target share in the national football league in 2020, the bears were, underdogs in the majority of their games this year that's a positive script for him and it just led to 150 targets uh, i mean you think Devonte adams is great alan robinson had more targets than Devonte adams um alan robinson had more targets than calvin ridley or uh tyree kill for instance right so and that that's why we lived in that range and then the tight end position you know Travis Kelsey pay up for the best tight end Darren Waller and when Kelsey was off the main slate Darren Waller Mark Andrews pay for the known production at tight end the drop off from the high end tight end to the mid tier is is basically a needle in a haystack you're hoping to get a touchdown of that mid tier it's not worth paying for if you're not paying all the way up, you might as well just go all the way to the bottom and pay 2,500 bucks on DraftKings or 4,500 or 4,000. I'm sorry, is the lowest on FanDuel. That's that's everything else. Anything in the middle, you're basically just sacrificing salary for peace of mind, and that's never uh, a winning trait. You know, never going to be a winning trait. So there you go. That's how we built the winning lineups here this week. Um, Boy, I guess I'm plumb out of time here, everybody. Uh, yeah, I got to everything that I, I think I wanted to. Thank you for indulging me on the uh, at the start of the show with some of that. It just uh, the Capitol massacre is still fresh in my mind. It's horrific to see. I've witnessed my friends throw their lives away completely as a result, and it, it, it saddens me. I'm sad, and I, I uh, tell all the time I care about you guys, the listener. I want your lives to be improved. I want them to be better. I'm not trying to tell you how to live your life. I'm just trying to get you to be happy. That's what I want. And that's that's my freaking goal here. And I, I feel we're all in this together. We're all on the planet at the same time. All that kumbaya shit. But uh, truthfully, I do believe in that. Um, very, very mightily. I, I believe in, you know, since we're all here, uh, we have a lot more in common than we think. And, um, you know, I, I think it's a, a very important element as well. So uh, there you go. Yeah, I'm out of time now. We've already pushed the uh, hour-long thread. I appreciate you guys. Remember, if you want to get in the Elite Sports Playoff League, or maybe, listen, we're going to be almost full up by the time you're listening to this, but every freaking year, every year we get these people that will not sign into the damn team. And Ted and I are going to be on top of this all the way up to game time, one Oh five Eastern on Saturday. So we could, we need people in reserve. So maybe there's a couple spots left hit up me at Jeff underscore mans at Ted Schuster on Twitter. Ask us if there's spots left. If so, uh, you know, I want to hear here's a way you could qualify. Tell me what you're doing to better your life. Tell me what you're doing to be happy, to a decision you're making to be happy. I don't care what it is. I, I play a video game. I eat this food. I, whatever it is, tell me something that you're doing, a decision you're making to better your life and make yourself happy. I don't want to hear that you want to lose weight because 
Yeah, if that makes you happy, it's great. But if you don't want to lose weight, don't lose weight. I mean it. Fuck that. Yeah, stop, stop doing. I talked about in serious. Don't. You're born how you're born. Uh, if people think I'm ugly, then I'm ugly. I don't care. It's not. Uh, I am the way they made me, and there's only so much to do. What am I going to do? I'm not going to spend hours of time with makeup or shaping this or surgery or I, I don't 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 do it. Not if it doesn't make you happy. If it's what makes you happy, do it. But I want tweet at me at Jeff underscore Mans uh, at Ted Schuster. All right, so um, get over there. Right now, though, I do want to talk about something Stat Hero just released that's never happened before. That's right. The first daily fantasy sports book is now live. That's right. Sounds exciting, folks, doesn't it? It's called Rivals, and it's a DFS sports book. Here's how it works. Stat Hero posts a lineup for you uh, for a head-to-head matchup against the house. So they post it. They post a lineup. We have to take it on. We put up however much we want. We choose the stakes, and you win and double whatever you put up when we win, right? So those maniacs at Stat Hero keep changing the game again, folks. First, it was their fantasy-based survivor pools, which were amazing. We loved those. Loved that. I saw a lot of people in those. I, I saw what I loved about the Stat Hero pools, at the, the survivor pools, were that I saw a lot of our subscribers and a lot of listeners to the One Man's Opinion podcast chopping it. They gave you the option to chop it at the end. I love that. I thought it was fantastic. Now you can play the house one-on-one in a daily fantasy contest. This has never happened before in the DFS space. No more competing with thousands of other lineups. No more impossible odds. No more sharks. Take more control of your DFS fate. Stat Heroes Daily Fantasy Sportsbook is the next chapter in DFS we've all been asking for. Use the promo code ELITE for a 25% match on your first deposit. Now you can play Stat Hero from any mobile device or desktop at stathero.com. Love those guys. Still do the survivor pools. Still do the, the rivals, the, the Daily Fantasy Sportsbook for the first time ever as well um if you're playing over on stat hero by the way and you're doing that survivor uh, uh, version in the nfl playoffs at least i'm telling you baltimore tennessee it's where all the points are going to be scored this weekend i have a feeling and i like the baltimore side of it like i mentioned do a lamar jackson jk dobbins marquise hollywood brown mark andrews justin tucker type uh, a stack and boom I think you are in like Flynn, my friends. Again, follow me on Twitter at, at Jeff underscore Mans, the Jeff Mans on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok. Appreciate you guys indulging me that to hopefully get in your playoff leagues. Remember, we got a busy month. A lot of guests lined up here on this very show. Um, very little politics be talked about going forward. We do have the big show, me and Rob Brink, talking about how did Elite fantasy survive what happened to the elite sports network in 2020 tommy g kevin Evans, draft sheet jeff collins all the stories you've been longing to hear we reveal them this month on one man's opinion and only on one man's opinion that's going to do it for me everybody thank you for listening downloading subscribing we do so appreciate that folks if you go tell a friend spread the word uh, that this podcast is here to stay and we're not going anywhere we're not afraid to speak our mind and nobody on this earth can cancel me not from this uh-uh cannot happen everybody uh appreciate you listening in Good luck in all your playoff fantasy football leagues this coming week. We'll get into Spanish baseball, some basketball here on the show as well going forward. So a lot of fun stuff ahead. You may disagree with something I said, and very, very likely likely you did this episode. But that is perfectly okay, folks, because this was one man's opinion. And only one man's opinion. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next time. See you soon.